Sorry. It's like I'm new or something. Um, but, uh, but yes, so, um, you know, if you have a question, I know, I know this is a, a really good study. I don't know why. I've never done anything like this before, honestly, uh, with question and answers and what that. I, I think this is such an applicable, in a, in a very apologetical way, right? Kind of like a lot of people have questions about the faith, and this will give you case-by-case -case circumstance of how to approach uh, and discern and um, really how to engage people. So that's one aspect. But even for yourself, I think a lot of people have these questions. Um, and I, I think it's very important to clarify them uh, for the sake of your, your faith. Um, so uh, this day, I know we're, we're beginning with uh, this question uh, about being sp spiritual but not religious. I don't know how many times I've heard that in my life. But I'm assuming that you've heard it in some way, shape, or form. Not maybe in those same words, but something of the ilk of, uh, oh yeah, I believe, in, I believe in God, but kind of on my own terms, or you know, in my own way, or I don't need Jesus, I, I have my own way of doing things. Um, and the question is today, as we pose it, um, can we be truly spiritual without the Holy Spirit and the gospel? Why don't we begin with a word of prayer? Our dear Holy Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. We know that all things come from above and that we are born from above. Bless us, O Lord, in your very word as we, as we humbly submit to your, to your truth. And in this life of faith, trust in what you give from what is outside and beyond ourselves. Thank you, O Lord, for this time. May this word fill and, and strengthen us um, at this time, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes, uh, could you do your prayers for Don Steve's family as well? Um, I know he's, uh, just to put it uh, shortly and gracefully, he, he was at peace uh, when he went, and he was ready. He was always ready. And uh, he said, you know, it was great to see him Friday night, and he just smiled. He, he talked to me for probably 10 minutes and just thanked me and the church he, for everything that they've done for him. And, and uh, he was smiling and, and ready to go. So definitely prayers uh, for this D family this day. Um, I think he was around hovering 90 plus or minus one or two years, but uh, uh, he's with God. Anyways, uh, today the question is, can we be truly spiritual without the Holy Spirit and the gospel? Um, I am spiritual, not religious, is a prevalent phrase that many describe to be their way of faith. Now, but is this a correct statement? Is being spiritual but not religious a valid claim? Quickly, before we start, is that a valid claim to someone, someone saying this very thing? I'm, I'm spiritual but not religious. Uh, I guess the question is, what, what do they mean by that? I guess how do we... Uh, translate what they are really saying. Oh, I'm not connected. I can walk around. That's okay. <laughs> I'm usually connected to the camera, so I can't move. But when someone says, I am spiritual but not religious, what are they really saying there? What are they really saying? Yes, Chris. Yes. So they, they, they still 
they still uh, have this idea of God, right? But just not in the, you said, uh, the churchy way. That's how I speak too, the churchy way, right? Um, the churchy things, right? Uh, the organized religion, people would always call it. <laughs> and that's another phrase that people say, like, oh, I, you know, I don't like organized religion or what that looks like. But, uh, yeah, I mean, anyone else when it comes to that very, how do we, do, how do we translate what they're really saying? Yes, Tina. Yes. And how does that look for people who are spiritual as they're looking at the natural things of God and nature? What, what, does that, what does that picture for them? Almost, okay, all right. All right. They're worshiping nature, right? I mean, I mean, we believe, you know, for us Christians, the natural knowledge of God is... Is of cre- like we were reminded that God, Apostles' Creed, Article One, has created all things, right? That's how we look at nature. But for those who are looking at nature as a way of, as Don would say, this kind of pagan worship, uh, that's a wholly, totally different thing, right? So again, um, okay, anyone else? Yeah, so, so what you're saying, Chris, is that God created the heavens and the earth. Oh, our help comes, from, comes in the name of the Lord. That, uh, and that's, that's uh, of faith, right? Yeah. Um, so at least people are, have an inkling of God, a little bit, through nature. An inkling, and right. And actually, the Bible says that means we have no excuse to acknowledge God. Because nature declares that he has Chris, bringing the, um, <laughs> bring the sword of truth. I like it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, and, and that's that's right. You know, uh, when we talk about spiritual, not religious, I, I think the bare bones idea of that is um, I am. We talked about that this morning. For those who went to church, I know we have church afterwards, but I am the vine. Now, again. Are people who are under that phrase, I am spiritual, not religious, what is their I am? We talk about God as the I am, but what is their I am as they say, I am spiritual, but not religious? What are they really saying there about the I am? Are they talking about Christ? No, themselves. Themselves. And when we talk about I am spiritual and not religious, what is it about the I am in this phrase that Chris said about the handiwork of God, right? Uh, what is the handiwork for the I am spiritual crowd? What, what is their handiwork? Who is, who is putting the puzzle pieces together? They are. Now, again, um, why is this... Why is this an antithetical... Why do I use that word? That's not a good word. Why do I even use that word? It's too big. <laughs> Anyways, why is this... Oh, why? You know, sometimes... I'm going to have to start bringing the dictionary. <laughs> why is this... <laughs> why is this... Why does this oppose the nature of the gospel? Why does the I am spiritual oppose 
the nature to which how the gospel works. Does that make sense? gospel is Christ and him crucified, what God has done for us. And the only way you know that is by studying the word. So for for the I am spiritual not religious crowd, what how would the arrow be pointing on this diagram? That's right, Joyce. Up. Right? So when we, when we speak of uh, I am spiritual, not religious, it's not just, you know, when we hear those words, it's to understand where they're coming from and their diagram of how they view God. Now, for us, we very well know that this is actually the polar opposite of our faith, is that we have God who comes down to man. And that is the big contrasts between I am spiritual, not religious, and for us to believe I am the good shepherd, or I am the vine, I am the door, um, I am the light, right? Um, All these I am statements in the book of John, um, uh, we know that this is how the arrow is pointing, right? So uh, when we know uh, this reality, this is kind of, you know, where we really need to get back to what is our faith, and that's what we're going to talk about today in John uh, 3, sorry, typo here, it should be 22 to 36, but we're only going to read uh, 31 to 36, and I put it out there on your paper for you. Um, And here we see in John 3, as we turn to it, if you have your Bible out, um, now this is... uh, That's right, John the Baptist, right? Um, This is the time where what was happening, uh, Jesus came into the world, and it's his time. John did his work, and now it's time to pass the baton, right? Uh, That his work of John was always to point to the, the behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, or to repent, baptize River Jordan, locust honey, camel's hair, all these things, ascetic life, all these things uh, were always pointing to Christ. Now, here he is uh, speaking of, if you look at John 3, um, as we see it, um, we see how uh, in earlier in 22 to 36, uh, it says, After this, Jesus and his disciples went into the countryside, and he remained there with them and was baptizing. John also was baptizing in Anon near Salem because... Water was plentiful. And now a discussion arose between some of John's disciples and a Jew over purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, who, he who was with you across the Jordan to whom you bore witness, look, he is baptizing and all are going to him. Uh, John answered, a person cannot receive even one thing unless it is given him from heaven. Right? So John, as we know, was called uh, by the Lord, right? Right? Uh, you know, Elizabeth and Zechariah, baby John leapt in the womb. And uh, <laughs> I don't know how you leap in the womb. Um, I'm not good at jumping. I'm such a small jumper. It's like, anyways, I'm astounded when people jump so high. I know, like, leapt in the womb. I did one of those. Uh, but uh, here, uh, he very well knew that it was always about the bride to the bridegroom and not the friend of the bridegroom, right? That, John is that friend of the bridegroom. 
you know, and, and when you're a friend of the bridegroom, you're not the one who is center stage, right? You're just the friend. You're, you're there to support and assist and be there for the bridegroom. And that's what John was. And, and here, I think, very well, he, he points it uh, to the verse 30. And I love this verse. He must increase, but I must decrease, right? So here we see, as we read on our paper, as John explains the passing of the torch, Verse 31, he who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth belongs to the earth and speaks in an earthly way. He who comes from heaven is above all. He bears witness to what he has seen and heard, yet no one receives his testimony. Whoever receives his testimony sets his seal to this, that God is true. For he whom God has sent utters the words of God, for he gives the spirit without measure. The father loves the son and has given all things into his hand. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God remains on him. All right, so he who comes from above is above all. Verse 27, a person cannot receive even one thing unless it is given from heaven. The I am, and actually, let's just go through the, because I'm going to totally go out of order here. But what is, this, what is distinct about those who proclaim spirituality without the Holy Spirit and the gospel? How does verse 31 and 32 clarify this distinction? So as you read 31 and 32, uh, what is it about... Uh, oh. All right. So what, what, what is it about this distinction as we see in 31 and 32 um oh there's more chairs oh okay all right All right, we're good. We're good. Hey, Rob, how we doing? Miga? Yeah, hi. Yes, hello. How about, how about we get some barco loungers for hands <laughs> We'll put that in the budget next year. We'll talk about it. Anyways, um, <laughs> but uh, uh, how does verse 31 and 32 clarify this distinction? Anyone about that question? Anyone? Okay. They're generating their own out in the wilderness looking at what God has made, but they're not hearing the truth. They're not hearing God's word when they're generating it from themselves. I mean, where, where are they getting it? They're not spiritual because they haven't been touched by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's right. Um... Which is what happens at baptism. Good answer. Very good. Um, yeah, you know, and that's, they, they need the Spirit. They need the Word of God from above. And that's the thing, friends. I know, I know this is, I think, for all of us. I, I've always kind of harped on this. Oh, she's trying to be the front, front child in the class. I know. <laughs> so students, 
I was always like in the middle or in the back, you know? I was never in the front. I was always fearful of that front seat. Anyways, I don't know why I was fearful, but uh, you don't need to know too much about me. Anyways, but uh, the point is, is that when we talk about, uh, uh, what were we talking about? About the distinction about uh, being in the word, uh, I, I think even for us Christians, that is, that's why Bible study is so important. Because I don't know if you keep up on religious news, but I do, because I just want to gauge the temperature of what people are going through. And it's, it's a potpourri within Christianity right now. And in order to discern what is true, we need to know what the Bible says. We don't just kind of go off our feeling. And that's the spiritual religious crowd. It's all on feeling... It's all on what we think rather than what the Bible says, as you have discussed right there. Uh, but again, um, what are in verse 31 and 32, um, why did I underline above all? Why do I, you know, when we talk about John chapter 3, this is the same chapter of, remember, Nicodemus earlier, being born from above, right? And what was his answer? How can I go back into my what mother's womb and be born born again. Uh, and again, his thoughts are made of those, that moment was just kind of a, a human thinking moment of how can this be to be born again, right? Now again, you know, when we talk about above all here, why is that as Joyce uh, focused on there, uh, why is above all so important for your faith? Why doesn't Don just say, no, I, I, I figured this out myself, why doesn't Brent just say, <laughs> just say well, Don is an engineer. He can figure out a lot of things in life, right? Um, but why can't Brent say as a teacher, oh, I, yeah, I get it. I know it. I know it already. I, you know, or I, I can do this myself. Why, why can't that be? Because it's self-invented. You have a faith that is based on the so-called spirituality part of it. You've invented that faith. You know, Don can create something. He's an engineer, okay? You too, Dave. That isn't what God has necessarily said. That's right. And therein lies the difference. Well, if you really go about it, I'm an engineer too, okay? But I came up with a different faith when I invented mine. And so where is the, the truth, the absolute truth of any of that, if you're doing it yourself? That's right. It doesn't exist. Yeah, I mean, as we see right here, as you talked about, invention, innovation of ourselves. And we see this not only, again, in the spiritual but not religious crowd, but even, again, in Christianity today. A lot of new thought and puzzle piecing together, and this is what we believe, and that's a very dangerous thing. Now, for the spiritual and not religious crowd, uh, this is, we all have our sinful nature, all of us. And this is what they're battling, and ultimately for humanity the, the battle is the greatest enemy themselves as the devil continues uh, to blind uh, people from uh, the word of God. And, and here we see the reality. So when we talk about distinction right there, John passing the baton, he who comes from above is above all. That shows you the, the hierarchy, the economy of God in a sense where our faith is from above. And I know for every one of us, the I think really is a, I feel is a very easy temptation to confuse what our true faith is, right? Um, that is why I always um, tell people, 
you know, watch, watch a televangelist on TV and, and try to discern. Dis- <laughs> discern, right? Discern what is true, because that's a good practice. Discern what is true, discern what is false. Kind of say, oh, what, what's that about? What is he trying to say there? You know, um, because you just never know. Yes? That's right. And that's the tragedy. They think they're, they're communing with God. Well, and I, I think you hit the next point here, that true spirituality is from above, as you see on your notes, that true spirituality is what they're missing here in self-invention and spirituality and all this. And this is very prevalent, is that they're missing Jesus. That's the bottom line. I mean, we see John the Baptist passing the torch, the disciples saying, okay, what's happening here? They're all going to him. Because it was always about Jesus, right? It was always about the the fulfillment of the Christ as he is coming in the flesh to die for the sins of the world. And and this arrow is pointing down and it will always be down because we very well know that our own spiritual concoction of faith, we, uh, you know, just mix it all together and voila, with this melting pot of whatever we want it to be, there is our God, but that's not the God of the truth, right? And what they're mired in, what all of us are mired in, is that reality of sin. And that sin where we say, I think, I feel, this is my way, uh, it can be very dangerous in a sense where, at the end of the day, it, it uh, omits. I think, I think the question for all of them Yes, it omits the foundation, um, and it omits ultimately the foundation of Jesus Christ. Because if, if God goes to uh, do, to do some kind of engineering and omits the uh, laws of thermodynamics, he's gonna uh, come up uh, wrong. That's right. That's right. No, and and I think that's it's important because. When we talk about the way to which above all works, your faith is outside of yourselves, right? Your faith is coming to you and for you by the bountiful grace of God. And this is how our faith is. The spiritual, but not religious, it's more of, I make my own religion, I make my own God. But at the end of the day, once we start making God, just like they did in Exodus 32, as they were waiting for Moses to come down from the mountain, he's not coming down. Aaron, come on, let's do this, right? All right, I'm pressured, oh, give me your glow. And then, you know, Moses comes down upset. Anyways, uh, but the point is, is that that's what happens. Now, is this the foundation to which the spiritual and not religious crowd can boldly stand on? Do they have confidence knowing that they're with God? If you, if you actually continue to talk with them, you'll see quickly how this has become their God, right? And we, we are very empathetic to that because we very well do the same thing. We do, right? We, we can. Um, me and Chris were talking after service about being disconnected 
and how easy and how subtle it can be to be disconnected, even when we don't even know it. And when we're disconnected, that above all becomes, no, it's right here in myself. You bring gifts. Thank you. Didn't know you were working in here, sorry. <laughs> but um, we are live. See, that's how live we are. Anyways, um, <laughs> we are live, not rehearsed, not rehearsed. So, um, but the, get, go ahead, Rob. I think, I think every sin is a, a version of uh, commandment 1.5, including yourself. Yeah. So the first commandment is, thou shalt have no God except, thou shalt have no other God. And Rob's version of 1.5 is including yourself. That's right. So we, we are the... Every sin is uh, making our, ourselves, our own will um, above that of God. That's right. Hedonism is the other word for it. Yeah. 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 So, so the, the thing that they're missing from the first commandment, Rob, is, is that true spirituality is from above. If you look at your notes right here, Apostles' Creed, Article 3, I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. This is all above all language, but the Holy Spirit has called me above all language, enlightened me. This is above all language. Baptism the Lord's Supper, the gift of faith. These are all given from above. Nicodemus also chapter three, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. So again, when we talk about our faith, you guys, what is that contrast is that our faith is in the word that was given to us by, the, by our Lord through the power of the Holy Spirit. We, we look at Philip and we look at the Ethiopian eunuch. He did not, he needed a guide to read what he was reading. And he read out of the book of Isaiah 52, 53. And there, uh, uh, there he was reading about the, the sheep who was going to be sent to the slaughter. And again, uh, this is all by the word given, right? So when we talk about true spirituality, your true spirituality, if you ever want to read a good, good umbrella book of, of the Lutheran faith or even Christian faith of the spirituality of the cross by Gene Feith. You've probably already read. I think Pastor Bob did a study on that back in the day. But um, when I didn't have my white hair, which I have now, I have a couple. Anyways. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that that way. But, <laughs> oh, we are live. I have to, I have to, um, I have to be proper. I know. I'm sorry. Anyways, but, uh, uh, but uh, this is what we talk about uh, 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 from above. That is why the creed is so important. That's why I always tell people, recite the creed every single day. Because there you'll find yourself that everything comes from above. Because what are we battling in ourselves? We're battling that spiritual, not religious as well. Don't you see? It's like we look at other people and say, oh, look at them. But us too, we have those moments where the I think and I feel take precedence, as Rob would say, uh, 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 commandment 1.5, that we are our own greatest enemy, that we become that spiritual crowd. Don't you see? Like, it's very easy to fall to this. And that's why the word from above, outside of yourself, coming to church, studying God's word, there's something's happening, right? The word of God is living and the Holy Spirit works through that very word, right? It's not just information processing that we're doing here, but it's actually getting us back to what is true, and that is what true spirituality is. It is Jesus, right? So this is all by the work of the Holy Spirit. Okay, verse 32 and 33. Uh, why doesn't someone read that for me real quick with a loud voice? But he 
Jesus Christ. The seal is set with his word from above. Those who are of the earth are conditioned by the earthly mind and are unable to grasp the true spiritual things. Thus, the testimony from above that bears witness by his flesh is the true spiritual gift of the gospel. So what is the testimony, Nancy? What is the testimony? Uh, we'll talk about testimony. What is that testimony? Above all is that hint. What is that testimony? The word. The word. And that word is, at the end of the day, Jesus is the Christ, the gospel. Um, and here we see in this testimony that this testimony actually comes from above. Like Jesus coming into the flesh is from above. He didn't just appear here out of, out of a whimsical way. You know, it, it was, it was the, the preordained will of God uh, to send uh, his son to be the savior of the world. And here we see that tension of, oh, for me? Thanks, all for me? Oh. Uh, All right. And here we see uh, above and below. And that's the tension that we see in the spiritual, not religious crowd. And that's what we see in ourselves. Above or below. Above or below. Right? That's the tension we face. Do you see this in your life? Honestly. Right? Like from above, thank you, Lord, for all that you give. The next moment, it's like, oh, man, how am I going to get out of my situation? This is so troubling. I'm worried. Impending doom, mountain. I see it, impossible, oh man, I'm discouraged, what do I do, right? Um, and so easily we become that God who tries to uh, be the spiritual one in a sense of true spirituality. And here we see the testimony, as you look at your notes, the testimony to, which, to what is spiritual and true is from the only Son of God, Jesus Christ. The seal is set in his word from above. Those who are of the earth are conditioned by the earthly mind are, and are unable to grasp true spiritual things. So how, how do people grasp the true spiritual things? By the very word. Do you believe that the word of God is that powerful? Do you believe it? Like when you hear God's word and study God's word, you know what's happening there. The power of God's word is, is sustaining and feeding it. Like it's not just I'm reading words on a page and, and, and this is what it's, this is just another Sunday that I do another as we had earlier, a churchy thing, right? This is another churchy thing that we do. Uh, this is more than that. This is where the, the word of God from above, as we see it, um, that uh, this is the testimony to which we receive, right? That's why when we speak of uh, 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 divine service as we come to church, we praise the Lord in response to what he gives to us. Does that make sense? We're receiving the gifts of God's word, the word that is living, the word that points us to our sin, but also comforts us in the righteousness of Christ. And it's by that very word that we receive and praise the Lord. It's by the very word that we dwell upon our baptisms as we begin uh, with the name of the triune God, the name to which we were baptized into, the Lord's Supper, of course, where we're receiving these very gifts. And in response, we praise the Lord for all that he has done. But these are from above, right? These are all outside of ourselves. And that is very important to remember for yourself. 
Because when you understand that in this life of faith, then you understand where they're coming from and what they're conditioned by. And you have great empathy and compassion because you know, you know what it means to be in their, in their shoes. You know how easily it is to be caught up in what is below in the flesh and of the world and of earthly things. And there you see what is really going on, discerning. That's not just someone who doesn't want to believe in Jesus. It's a bigger thing than that, right? It's, it's the forces of, of, of the spiritual struggle, the separation from God and the flesh. So this is where you prayerfully pray for them and trust that, yeah, this word of God can do something. It, it does work because that's how it worked for me, Right? Like, that's how we know who we are by what has been given to us from above. And we believe that, right? If we don't believe that, then this faith becomes very human. And if this faith becomes very human, we know that it becomes very spiritual but not religious, right? So this testimony is important. Chris, yes? Eastern. And all that, that they're spiritual. Sure. They're trying to be close to God and his bodies that they're collecting. So they, they did not see this at all, but that was earthly. They, they would see it as spiritual. It's a no, I'm spiritual. Because the vibes, yeah. as you call it, yeah. uh, the vibes um, are, are of. But So what's missing? What's missing in their conversation? Jesus. That's right. Of course. The coexist type yeah. thing. That's right. That's right. And that's a good question that we're going to go out, uh, we're going to have in the future about, uh, you know, about predestination, about why not some and why others, and we're going to talk about that, and uh, we're going to kind of dig through that as well. So that's another question we're going to go through um, in the future. So uh, that's a tough one. But um, anyways, Rob, yes? Yeah, this whole conversation makes me think about an article by uh, a syndicated humorist in the 80s, Louis Griffith. He, he was kind of a Irma Bombett kind of uh, writer. Uh, 
He had an article of comparing Santa Claus to God. And why, why God was better than Santa Claus is God in, God in Santa Claus both knew who had been naughty and nice. But, and Santa Claus never really seemed to do anything about it. And in every, in every category, every, everything, every, every time you looked at the, at the list, Santa Claus scored higher than God. He said, uh, the only problem with this is that there is no Santa Claus. No, I, Santa Claus theology is very terrifying because we get a cult. Lumps of coal, right? In our shoes? Is that what it is? In our socks. In our socks, <laughs> sorry. Um, but that, it's terrifying, Santa Claus. If you look at Santa Claus, it's very terrifying because he knows, let's say you're naughty or nice, and like, oh, <laughs> I guess that means I deserve some coal in my socks. Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, when we talk about what is from above, uh, we, we very well know the theology of God right here in 34 and 35. I know we only have uh, five minutes here. Uh, but uh, for whom, for he whom God has sent utters the words of God, for he gives the spirit without measure. The father loves the son and has given all things into his hand. So again, when we talk about what is truly spiritual, this what is truly spiritual is uh, through, as it says right here, uh, through the father and of the son and of the Holy Spirit. So when we talk about everything about our faith, uh, especially as Lutherans, I think, when we talk about holy baptism, Aaron and Peter were baptized during COVID. It's always uh, a blessing to see how God continues to work by his word. But many people will say what? Like, how do you believe that actually saves? That, that water and that word actually saves? And, and this is where that from above comes from. I mean, Nicodemus, unless you are born of water and spirit, right? This is all holy baptism stuff. Uh, this, in the same way, when we talk about what is from above, that this spirit with, is without measure, this is all that gifting language of, of that very word of God. So through the Father, he sends his Son, and by the Holy Spirit, creates faith in us. Apostles' Creed, Article 1, 2, and 3, creation, redemption, and sanctification. And this is where our true spirituality is it's not a feeling it's not clouds or or just this aura of a of whatever your inkling in your gut right but rather it is of the word of god do i hear a cat fighting <laughs> anyways but uh this is this is how god works from god to man and that is and you've heard me say it time and time again but we need to hear it all the time because this above and below is attention to which we face in our daily lives, and that is why that word is so important. It's not simply, I know this already. It's daily I live, and daily I need to hear the word of God, because I know the spiritual matter, matter is at hand. The devil is fighting me. The devil is assaulting me, tempting me every which way, and the only recourse I have is from outside of myself, and that is the word of God. That is our defense, right? And for us Christians, this is what we face all the time, but for those who are in that spiritual, not religious crowd, you kind of see where the never-ending tangled web of, of deception from the devil is. It, it's a very confusing and really, at the end of the day, very non-confident, terrifying. I mean, there's no answers to the questions they have. And, and, and it's so easy to just say, well, I feel, I feel, I just know. Well, how do you know? I just know. Well, how do you know? I just, I just know. See, without, above all, without Christ... There is, no, uh, there is no true spirituality, right? 
It's only Jesus uh, as he gives it to us by his very word. And this is where that true spirituality comes in. Verse 36, as we read it. So can you read that for me quickly? Verse 36. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on him. All right. So, so this is a result. Those who are truly spiritual in Christ Jesus, from above, outside of ourselves, to us, God to man, that faith has eternal life, believing in the Son. Right? That is true spirituality, being with God. We talk about it ascending, that proverbial, uh, uh, remember Mr. Wizard? <laughs> anyway, that was my generation, my generation. Mr. Wizard, I know. You don't remember Mr. Wizard? Am I just, did I watch too much TV? I don't know. Anyways, but, but uh, 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 when we talk about springboarding to God, that's what people want to do. They want to jump on the springboard, and if they've just done enough, they're going to jump on it hard and, and, and get up to God with this warm heart, butterfly, fluttering sensation. And, and for us, we know that's a, that's a fleeting endeavor, right? It's all about Christ. And um, this is what that above all is all about with true spirituality. A man cannot ascend to God. Man cannot save themselves or feel like they are with God. And here we see the question from the catechism on the next page, the back page. So, can we be truly spiritual without the Holy Spirit and the gospel? Uh, the answer is no. Spirituality can have different meanings. For example, some refer to spirituality as enjoying nature, we talked about that, or contemplating life's deeper meanings, which does reflect that life is more than mere material reality. However, such spirituality based on human contemplation and imagination is unable to truly know God and His grace. Human reason or contemplation cannot figure out what God is, what He has in mind and does. Only the Holy Spirit, working through the Word, shows us the Incarnate Son and through Him the Father. Because God has revealed truth about Himself in this way, only Christian faith and life is authentic spirituality. I love authentic food, by the way. <laughs> you can't go to Mexico and say, oh, give me some Taco Bell. No, no way. Anyways. Only the Holy Spirit, through the means of grace, moves us to follow Jesus through this life to eternal life. So what we talk about, can we be spiritual without the Holy Spirit and the gospel? And the answer is no. Right? And this is the missing puzzle piece to many who fall into that crowd. And for you, at the same time, you pray for these people and and you are witness to them but also that you are grounded in your confidence of this faith, knowing that by Jesus and his work, coming down to man, you know. It's not just, I know God is with me. I just know. An aura. It's Jesus died. Jesus rose. Jesus gives me my baptism. Jesus gives me the supper. Jesus gives me all things for the forgiveness of... That's where my faith is. Again, that's all outside of the realm of you. It's all by the grace of God that he has outpoured and showered you with his gracious gifts. So remember that this day, true spirituality, and that true spirituality is with God. How are you with God? At the end of the day, that's where your faith is. Why don't we pray here this day? Dear Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. Bless us, O Lord, uh, uh, by 
what is from above. We know that from your testimony, your word, you have given to us, to man, the Savior for our sins. Lord, bless us in Christ Jesus. Through all things, grant us a comforted heart, knowing full well with great certainty and confidence that you are with us, that you have reconciled us to your name, and that we live the life victorious in this resurrection. Lord, bless us and keep us. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, have a wonderful day, everyone. Thanks for listening to this Bible study presentation from Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.